Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here, Saturday. And I hope you're all doing well. I've got some work cut out for me for the Monday game, but what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And it's kind of a drippy, drippy day out there. Oh, well. Well, you know what? I want to continue talking about undead. And today I'm going to talk about one of my favorite undead, mummies. I don't know what it is about the mummy. It just has that feel, that atmosphere, the fear factor, the mummy touch, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun in a game. And I looked at the mummy through from Holmes to first edition. I always bounce back to first edition in these shows because that is where practically all the monsters got codified, boom, and in focus. Because they started out very simply in Holmes, and then they added a few more things and a few more things. And then first edition, Gary finally went, okay, this is the way this monster works for first edition. And it just... You know, you can, go, you can go on second, third, fourth, all that, but this is the basis right here, as far as I'm concerned. AD&D First Edition. And I've seen a couple of interesting things in some of the earlier basic editions, but... So we're talking about undead humans with existence both in the normal and the positive material plane, which I find interesting because most of them are connected with the negative material plane. That may have something to do with their special attack. And they hate living creatures, as you can tell. And all this process of mummification and hatred and stuff has toughened them up so they can do a D12 in damage when they hit you. Plus, you have a rotting disease that they can give you if they hit you. If you don't make your saving throw. Isn't that nice? Huh. Son of a gun. I was wrong. It can just hit you. You don't get a save. Oh, well. And the first thing that happens was is... First thing that happens when you see a mummy is... Let's see. Yeah, make your magic save or be petrified in fear. Now, we're not talking about regular fear where you run away for X amount of turns. We're talking like for one to four turns, you are rooted in the spot just going, or just shivering or something. So they've got that going for them. But if you're in numbers like a party, if you're not by yourself, you do get pluses on that roll. For every creature above six to one mummy, the creatures, the creatures, the target creatures add plus one to their saving throw. And then it says, if humans confront a mummy, each will save it plus two on this dice, his dice. So it must be that the demi-humans only get a plus one, but the humans get a plus two. That's the way I read it anyway. And you can only hurt them by magical weapons, and even then, you get half damage on it. Poison and paralysis do not harm them. Here's here's something I find rather amusing, and I'd love to try this when I throw a mummy up against somebody. It says, a raised dead spell will turn the creature into a normal human of 7th level fighting ability, <laughs> unless the mummy saves versus magic. 
So it's like, poof, there's a human, kill him. <laughs> oh, man. And fire, see, they're, they're immune to a lot of things. They're immune to, like, you know, sleep, charm, hold, cold base attacks. But fire is your friend. You, they will light up real nice. And let's see, they're rotting disease. So they hit you with the rotting disease. This is what happens. For In one to six months, I guess you roll a D6, you will die if you don't get it fixed. And you lose two points of charisma permanently per month. And you can only cure it with cure disease. This disease negates all cure wound spells, too. So it's harder to heal from because they heal wounds at 10% of your normal rate if you get hit by a mummy. And if you die from the mummy rot, you cannot be raised unless a cure disease and a raised dead spell is used within six turns. So that's kind of rough. I mean, that is that this thing, a mummy, a mummy is nothing to fool around with. Not at all. It's so. It's it's probably the highest on the undead table I've talked about so far. Yeah, I know I'm jumping around on these tables, but I I'm just doing it randomly for things I think about and the my favorite undead that I use, and so I just kind of bounce around. And mummies are pretty high up there. You know, they're they're getting up there near. They're like ghosts and things like that. So this is not something you throw at a first-level party unless they really know how to run away. And I would give them a chance to run away at that point. Especially since I know most DMs throw more than one at the players. I think one mummy to a first-level party would probably be a TPK. And, in fact, you can make the big bad of the adventure if you want. If they figure out what they're going up up with, going up against and it's just yeah it's bad news for a for a low level party first third level but very effective also in the uh was it rule cyclopedia i said i think no it was bx it said that they are they are created to guard tombs and ruins of like nobles which makes sense they're like guardian mummies. That's usually the, that's usually where you find them. You know things like that, in in either there or their treasure vault where they get the stuff they get buried with. So, you know, to to, uh, to discourage tomb robbers, and I understand that. Let's see. Is there any creative ways we can use a mummy? Uh, mostly for, I don't know. Like I said, guarding guarding things. I wouldn't sick. A, I can't think of anybody who would just sick a mummy on people. Although you know the movie The Mummy and its sequels, they do exactly that. I'm talking about the old Universal The Mummy series, and they do exactly that. Or just you know it just goes by itself. There's a couple of them trying to control them and that kind of thing. Go out and get this guy, kill him, bring him back what he has, that kind of thing. So there's your basic mummy. So go ahead, use them as you will, and I'm going to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, 
You can find me at Anchor if you drop me a voicemail, or you can drop me an email over at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Notice it's oldmangrognard, O-L, not old. And I would also, oh, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program. And I would thank you, and I would like to give a shout out to two of my Two of my supporters, Jonathan Dorje Wendell Jessen. I hope I got that right. And Oliver Sheik, I think. Sheik, is that right? Tell me if I'm wrong. That's all I can say. Anyway, I am going to go start my day anyway, as I said. So until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.